It'll be a little bit, like, overdone, and I'll have to amp mine up, but that's kind of typical, but this is doable. I'm gonna... Oh, shit, are you like the early 2000s version of Action Man, where you amp it up? I liked Action Man. Was, it, was he that the one was that, like, fun. had, like... Did he have, like... He had, like, rollerblade, like, wheels and stuff on his suit, didn't he? So he could uh, just, like, roll around and stuff? Yeah, but his main thing was he could just get into an adrenaline mode and calculate, and it's just, like, in a split second, it's like, okay, if I need to get here to there... I need to, like, jump in here, roll through there, grab this, ride this over there, do that, then that, punch this guy, and then get to the end. And then his brain, like, did all that in a split second, and then he just, like... So basically he just had, like, Cortana powers or something. It was fun! I liked that show. Okay, actually, no, in Red vs. Blue, like, that's when they, um... That's when, like, wasn't... Oh, shoot. Because that was when uh, like Delta became like the uh, the AI for um, oh, what's her name? It's been so long since I watched Red versus Blue. Jesse's probably like yelling at his his microphone right now. I guarantee you that he is because I don't know when we started because that will be decided tomorrow when I edit. But we Fair are enough. an episode. Um, specifically, we are in episode four thirty nine of the Carbon Podcast. So. Because Emily isn't here. Okay, I suppose. Also, I'm here. I'm on BC time for a change. Now that uh, now that the theme song is done, I guess now I'll introduce us because uh, uh, that person right there that interrupted the introductions is Matt Spore. I'm a I am finally, I literally have been having problem after problem, and I have not been the host since the pre-Extra Life episode, so more than a month later... But I am finally guest, once Truscott again. Brown. Yes, special guest Chris Truscott Brown, and Lady then the there's ombre. coming. Then, then coming there's Peter. Retirement. Yeah, I'm Sorry. Peter. I'm also here. <laughs> yeah. Matt's very excited to be on the podcast again. Yeah, but it's, also well, I gotta a, give I gotta give a special shout out, um, Peter. Mm-hmm. You've been a fucking champ and a rock star. Like I have had problem after problem but you've been just really dependable and you've really been kind of the one holding all this together and i really appreciate it and i want that to be stated publicly on this podcast not just privately and i want it to be stated publicly well i will rib you a lot i did try to limit the ribbing during the great tech crisis because after a while i appreciate it yeah if we didn't rib you at all then we're just being too nice well, also, then, if if you are not treating me like shit, then this isn't the Carbon Podcast. So, mm-hmm. I I appreciate the dialing it down, but I would actually be more offended if the total write-off and not making fun of me. Yeah. I've been listening part- to each thing. My favorite part is, I've been holding off and talking about wrestling. <laughs> so, I guess what's coming guess, back this episode? <laughs> guess okay. what I tried... Uh, Today for the first time. Uh, 
No. Yerba Mate. Uh, this was something that came up on the Ralph Report, a podcast I listened to. Specifically, they they go to uh, when they're when they're discussing the anniversary of a famous death. At a certain point, it's a bit they do they do pick one that's food related, and so actually, I'm curious, Peter, wrestling savant, what food came up when they were discussing the death of Haystacks Calhoun? Haystacks Calhoun, if I'm not if I'm remembering right, was um, also known as Giant Haystacks, also known as Loch Ness, mm-hmm. was a giant British wrestler who did once technically have a chance to win the WCW championship, but he was he died of I thought he died of cancer. Um, I want to say foie gras, chicken gizzards. Oh, okay, Ugh. I knew it was like some weird part of the animal. So they they discussed on the rough report chicken gizzards, and so the way they described them, I've never tried them. They actually sounded good. So we bought some today. No, I liked them. They're good. I don't want to call you Chris Haystacks, but I will if that'll get you to stop. Uh, Maybe Chris Stacks? Chris Stacks, no. yep. Chris Stacks okay. well, He's a Bond villain now. <laughs> We're tied into last week's episode. He's a Bond villain now. Chris Stocks Waltz. Chris, Perfect. you should probably wring your hands together like regularly now. Hmm. Yeah. I'm doing that's that Mr. right Burns. into that's, that's and, also, and, and start saying Mr. Bond more often. Okay, what's Peter? What's the proper hand wringing for a Bond villain? If I just no, no, no. Mr. Burns, a proper Mr. A proper Bond villain thing is you never blink and you stroke something. Oh, I got it. Or, 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 or I don't. Like you don't I don't have a cat that. here, you so you do, you do this. You do the arched fingers, like that's a classic one. Like um, in the Spy Who Loved Me, um, oh, what the hell is his name? I forget the villain of that because he's kind of forgettable. But he's got webbed hands. So and Bond knows this, or like knows he doesn't like to shake hands. So at one point he goes to shake the guy's hand, and he just goes like this, and he could very subtly see he's got Kurt Jurgens as the actor. What the fuck is Stromberg? Carl Stromberg. That's the name of the villain. Stromberg. Good to know. Yeah. Yes, I have more trivia than just goddamn wrestling. Yeah, good to know. Uh, but I, I actually really liked last week's episode, which was basically Bond and the Doctor, and yeah, and oh wait, there's no end. It was just kind of that, but just I loved it. That, yeah. Sorry, what was that, Matt? Yeah, that's it. Just kept going. I know. Yeah. Yep. I commented to here uh, after the fact that one of the things I like about when it's just me and Kieran, is he's very good at circling back to the topic, and so am I. So it's like, okay, we can we can meander like crazy, but we do eventually get back to what we were talking about. Thankfully, this it's episode... Funny, it's funny <laughs> how the quote-unquote host that hasn't hosted for a while is usually the one that steers it off topic the most. Oh, yeah. Naturally. I do it sometimes, <laughs> too, but I, I do try to circle back eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But speaking of uh, circling and... Um, stuff i've got stuff i have do you know what i have what do you have peter uh chris look at the google keep and ignore the wrestling uh items i haven't actually looked at the topic list like, because, because i'm on my phone I... right now i don't have access to the to no, google no, keep Matt, i have two to. topics i want to come up with i want to talk I'm about bu- i'm 
I'm bullying Chris. Oh, I'm not really okay. bullying Good him. Enough. I'm just making him do work. Which I'm, like, bullying. I mean, there's wrestling, wrestling. And the you third want me thing. To say the word Advent. Yes. What do you think I have an Advent calendar of? You're not much of a beer um, guy, which is my Advent calendar. Um, Jamie's socks. Advent calendar is a dice calendar. Uh, Peter's, um, hmm. Loot boxes. I feel like, I don't no, know. no, that's the, did you get the wine one? Nope. Okay. Here, I'll give you a hint. It is a food. Um, spaghetti sauces. Chris, one more guess. Uh, I mean, going Infused into olive oil? no, going into another. I don't know. I'm, f- I'm feeling something like super classy. Going into another oh, yeah, story, yeah. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I was gonna say jelly of the month, but um, that's not an advent. Um, super classy though. British cheese. Oh, oh my. And my favorite so what is, is, did you have today's yet? No, Chris, I got this yesterday. I've only had two. I got to catch up. <laughs> so far, I've had, I've just had Ilchester Classic Cheddar, and I've had Applewood Smoked Cheddar. Those both sound good. Apple, uh, yeah. I, did, I, I did prefer the Ilchester original to this Applewood Smoked. Um, best did, did yeah, you... I got to throw, sorry, I just got to throw something out there. Whenever they say it's Applewood Smoked, does anyone really taste the difference between applewood and like other woods? Like I know that some other woods, well, like yeah. pine or cedar, no, but no, no absolutely, absolutely, you can taste the difference because this is okay. for smoked products. If you just cook something over the fire, then yeah, it's all going to stay the same. But a smoked yeah. product specifically, different wood. Like, are you telling me you can't no, smell, no. smell the no. difference between? Uh, a pine wood and a cedar campfire, for example. Those, not no. I'm saying that I can tell that, but I feel like when you say it's apple wood, I feel like it's misleading because it makes you think, oh, maybe this is going to taste a little bit like apple or something. No, but no, it's going to taste like smoke, and like I don't know exactly. Yes, but it's it's I, that's why it, it's not apple cheese. It's apple wood smoked cheese. That's a different thing, yeah. and so yes, why apple wood? Not why, why not like peach wood like from a tree or maybe avocado wood or something like are those going to well, be so significantly different they will probably be they're not going to taste like their fruit matt, matt matt can i answer chris before you go on i have to make one quick point it's a british sure. company they have a lot of apple wood in the uk as opposed to peach or avocado chris your point hmm. uh matt you're making a mistake by comparing it to the fruit the fruit is completely different from the wood so do I, not no, expect what i'm saying is the fruit is irrelevant yeah. so why would i care that it's applewood uh because if, it, if it's just hard if they said hardwood smoked bacon or something or hardwood no. smoked cheese like because then i know that it's maybe it's just it's a hardwood or whatever and it's tasty applewood does not taste like apples it might a little bit because they are obviously related for obvious reasons um but applewood absolutely tastes like applewood and and you have to differentiate that from the fruit. For example, you said applewood and avocado wood. I don't care if either of them taste like apples or avocados, but both of those woods, the smoke that they produce infused into the food will provide a different flavor. 
and so you you judge the wood on its own not based on the fruit that yeah. that tree produces i mean uh, i guess okay okay what i what i think i maybe is maybe more describing about is the fact that to the layman if you said hey this is applewood and it was something else they wouldn't be able to tell the difference i mean like again granted, okay. if it's cedar they might recognize cedar or they might recognize pine but those are both evergreens. Like, if you're is just picking, like, a random hardwood I, or whatever. Peter? I do have one more point. I do have one I, more point. I, want, I have one more as well, but you go first, please. I was going to point out, Matt, it's also possible they're not actually using Applewood. Again, it's the brand name. They could be full of shit if they're actually using authentic Applewood. Very true. You know, that's – okay, that, that also brings up my point. That, I fear, that's very fair. They, but, they could very much be uh, – If they are, it will taste different. Chris, your point. Uh, my point is Matt just pointed out to the layman. Also, to the layman, several different brands and products of various sparkling wines, the layman will happily just call champagne. To the connoisseur, there is one champagne. Guess where exactly. it's made. Yeah, I know. It's right. champagne so, France. Right, exactly. So, to the layman, yeah, probably interchangeable. But to the connoisseur, th there is a specific thing, and applewood smoke versus another smoke probably will taste the same to some people. It will taste wildly different to a connoisseur. But to a layman, yeah, yeah. probably very interchangeable, yeah. and likely the like the applewood smoke cheddar that you buy at fucking Walmart. Yeah, that's probably just whatever they had laying around. Because let's be honest mm -hmm. here, but yeah, that's you, not what no, we're discussing. No connoisseur is going to be like, "I'm going to go get my cheeses at Walmart today." <laughs> exactly yeah. at Le Walmart or something. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're they're now French for some reason. I mean, if you want an extreme <laughs> example of how different techniques can change something when they get uh, smoked or in this case boiled, uh, there's boiling an egg in regular water and there's boiling an egg in a hot spring the latter produces the black eggs oh, oh I, yeah, didn't know, the, I know the black the eggs i didn't know they content. started that in hot springs i don't know if they started it, that but that's but that's where you because like, isn't it also like wrapped in lime and aged for a certain amount of time and, well, well these ones weren't these ones weren't they were just, okay uh, they were just hard-boiled eggs cooked directly in the hot spring fair enough and we just bought uh a half dozen for 900 yen it was actually a pretty good deal i don't actually know that well enough roughly is that about 10 bucks actually with the current exchange rate it's like 870 okay fair yeah. enough canadian dollars uh coming back compared to the yen right now not by much but i i found a a one euro coin on the sidewalk the other day um and so i didn't actually know off the top of my head so i looked up the exchange rate and it's apparently a buck 50 canadian so yeah i mean i'm just gonna hang on to the coin mm -hmm. it's fun to have I, I i don't care about getting uh 50 cents to the dollar enough to trade it <laughs> in i just want the coin but um peter are you please gonna sample some cheese for us all right peter is kindly is frozen no he is kindly being polite and turning off his microphone while he fiddles around in the container. So thank you, Matt, Peter. If the red light Sorry. is on, 
I muted. True, but you're you haven't moved in the last like eighty seconds. So uh, then that's your problem, not, Matt, not mine. You need to fix that. I can see Peter move fluidly. I know, but okay. Um, I don't know why that's the case because I can see Chris moving, but not Peter. So. Well, that's your problem, Matt. Yep. That's your that's your inferior phone. My inferior phone. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. Um. Stop playing Pokemon Go at the same time. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally using the phone. I'm using the same phone, Ooh, so I don't like. Red Leicester. I had to say that in the accent because that's one of the ones that comes up in the Monty Python. Jeff All right, what do we got? Lester. Oh yeah. Oh wait, Pinterest. Lester. No one wants you. Yeah. See, Matt using other apps. That's what I told. You. And we lost Matt. No. No, I'm still here. I'm just. I turned that off so that I could try and get the stupid thing to load properly. Okay. Peter is questioning. That seems, it seems like considering, not hating, that actually seems pretty, yeah, not too bad. Am I right? There we go. And you're back. Okay. So it's got the, the forefront taste is classic cheddar. Um, I'd say it probably tastes like a medium cheddar. Okay. But the, after but the aftertaste is definitely different than like um, a Cracker Barrel or well, whatever. Well, to do the red one, isn't it a wine aftertaste? Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, I think that's what makes that mm. that, but I'm not it, it reminds me a bit experience. of Parmesan. Like, the aftertaste reminds me a bit of Parmesan as a result. Interesting. Like, just like, it's, it's even... definitely not a one, it's definitely not a one-to-one, -one, but like, that's what it made me think of, and I was just like, because it's like, So it's that, definitely... if you first compared it to wine and then compared it to Parmesan, this is a big, like big the reach. the aftertaste, the aftertaste. Yes, reach. yeah, this is a big, big reach. But I'm thinking it's probably a very dry red that it got mixed with. If if anything is suggesting Parmesan, that would have mm -hmm. to be dry. Oh, it was it was definitely dry. Um, I'd probably say it was no more than one on the sweetness scale. Okay. Enough. Yeah. Chris is frozen, but I can hear him. Again, Matt, Matt, this Matt, is sort your you. shit out. <laughs> I'm on a phone right now. Give me a break. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. He's listening to too much Madonna. No. Oh no. my goodness! Uh, at at my workplace, uh, we use uh, Sirius XM, and yesterday I got subjected to. Finally, I I am nothing but appreciative that I have avoided it for so long, but I finally got subjected to the Christmas music. And anyone familiar with Sirius XM, it's the Holly Channel that we're on. I had no idea that Train, you know, Drops of Jupiter and Hazel Sister, they do so many Christmas songs. Well, and yeah, terribly, because crime on the American people by the American yeah, people. Yeah, uh, it's awful, and I hate it. it. It's and, their payback for, they're the payback for Bush invading Iraq. Yeah. Um, the other thing that happened to me... I blame entirely, I legitimately get to say, if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, uh, I blame Rednecks and Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, I blame Rednecks and Cotton Eye Joe on why I have to endure Christmas music because the general manager was in, and I don't know what it is, but no matter what channel you're on, 
unless it's like very specifically not this, but any general channel you're on, Sirius XM has a huge hard on for Cotton Eye Joe. Any like just general music channel that would likely come up in a workplace that's not niche like rap or metal or whatever, you're gonna hear Cotton Eye Joe a lot. And and so literally in a two hour period that the general manager was there uh they came back to the serious station after the third repeat of cotton eye joe in two hours uh with the general sense of like okay getting tired of this i better switch it oh you know what i should probably put christmas on (laughs) and so so immediately as is always the case both of you, the moment the Christmas channel is turned on, what is the very first song I heard? Uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. That's the one, Matt. You nailed it. <laughs> it's because she sang it like, that's not even a, that's not even a new song. It's an old song. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I, I'm, well, I'm well aware. It is... I just know that it's the most overplayed. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. I like that scene. That are like different renditions of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Ugh, that gross. is a war crime as well. <laughs> uh, you know what There's the worst... There's too many versions of that song. No, you know what the worst Christmas song ever is? Matt already said it, but go on. Uh, no. Uh, I get the feeling you have that a you don't fuck yourself. Uh, Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Okay. Go fuck yourself. That, actually, that is so not sorry. worse than that. That no, is I, so much worse. I have, that, I have something that will make it better that, for you. That Chris, song Go on, negates... but I'm just going to be flipping you off the whole time. I'm just telling you I don't care. I, I will happily accept your scorn because that song sucks so much, it negates any good thing that Paul McCartney has ever done. Yes, you heard me. The entire Beatles catalog does not make up for how much that song fucking chris, sucks chris the problem is you're not listening to it the right way what you have to think to yourself There's is no that, right way you know he is like he if you think of it as like he's he's wiccan or something and he's about to conduct a seance and then in the middle of him talking about how the, like the it's just everything is just right somebody comes in and he then has to immediately like think to himself, no shoot they don't need know what i'm doing so uh, simply having a wonderful christmas time um, I have to think of am, it like that. I am confused by the narrative you have attached to that song. No, I still you, hate you, that song. Think of, think of the first four lines, and then all of a sudden it jumps in with to, the Matt. chorus. That's I right. don't want to, Matt. Um, let me, let me also, play a good I, song. I have heard so many versions of Santa Baby, though. Maybe not worst, because worst is probably Madonna. But the most offensive to me was Taylor Swift. Ugh. But actually, yeah. one of the worst ones that I've heard, I found out. Uh, Train has yeah. a whole bunch of gross things. Again, uh, work but around. also, um, here I posted a link to I, a good song. I have several Christmas songs I like. None of them are going to come on. Um. Well, chestnuts over roasting fire. I uh, I found out that Elvis's Blue Christmas, I found this out today, was covered 
by Maroon 5. Oh, that's and a war crime. Take, yeah, take any bias I have against that aside. Legitimately, I was just listening to it and trying to not, like, put bias into it. I'm trying to remember. Hang on. It just, uh... sounds awful. Like, really, really bad. Like, how did anyone allow this to happen? I have a closest without you. That's Maroon 5. That's the, that's the crime they've committed on oh, the world. So I, I thought you were just like, it was like Sly Stallone sings or something. No, that's that's my impersonation of, uh, the fuck is the douchebag who sings? Uh, Adley? Maroon 5, no, Maroon the 5. Man. Matt, Matt. You I don't, don't just name is. pick a random band. No, no we were talking about Maroon Five, and and no, Peter someone, like, asked, "You know that well, no one remembers Five? I know the difference. <laughs> I couldn't remember Clearly. his first name. I thought maybe it was like his last name was that or something. I, I can't remember, Peter. But what happened to me today? A wine mom simp. What happened to me today is. I, I came into work, the Holly station was on, and it went into Do They Know It's Christmas, like the Band-Aid thing. Um, I don't actually hate that, but I just wasn't in the mood. It was like right at the start of the day, and it was just like, I'm not feeling this, and no one else was there yet. So I went in and I switched it to the Christmas Rock station. Oh, dear. What do you think was playing? Mariah Carey's. Uh, no. Taylor Swift's. No. Mm. What's the most ironic song that could be playing when I switched away from Do They Know It's Christmas Time? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It was literally, do they know it's Christmas time? I switched from one station to another station, oh, and the playing. same song was playing, and I was just like, <laughs> can't win. No, you cannot, Chris. Uh, Christmas then, music is an inevitability. The one and that for then, some reason samples the Doctor Who theme? The... There's Play with a Theremin or something? Yeah. Classic. Uh, it's slightly different, but like there's a bit where nobody's singing and it's no, very Doctor it's, Who. It's this. That's the one. But it's it's a keyboard, it's not a Thurman. 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 No, that's that's Matt, an act, that's an actress, Chris. Matt, I, Matt. I am close I don't actually don't know if I'm even closer. But uh <laughs> Yikes. I, I, I'm no. going to back hey, down from a, that. I said it wrong. Okay, I only crazy. doubled Chris, down on wrong. No, no, we're okay. we're, we're going back bug. to a different topic. Chris, okay. your back is against the wall. Or your face is against the wall, I think. Quite literally. Well, no, my face is out here. Chris my is behind is the wall. against the wall. Yeah, there you go. You're against the wall, Chris. Give up. Okay. I am giving up. I'm saying right. I doubled down only because it upset you, but you are absolutely correct. It's the anyway, anyway, your time okay. is over. Matt, tell a story. Okay. So, um, I got the opp- I got the opportunity to try on this particular flight out from Fredericton. Um, we flew business class this time around. Ooh! And I want to tell I you a little. I literally sto- don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, it is fantastic, uh, but just just for clarity, we are not rich. Um, however, when Mel was getting the tickets and looking at the deals and stuff, these tickets actually ended up being cheaper than economy. So 
we I wouldn't say we lucked out, but like it was it was a good deal and we hopped on it and we got to enjoy business class going from Fredericton to Montreal to Toronto to Kelowna. Um, can, I however, just, um, can I just quickly interrupt just on the subject of the... Sure. Like the, yeah, because so, what can happen is um, if a lot of economy is bought out, but there's almost nothing sold in... Some also have premium economy in business class, depending on the... Right, on the plane. plane. Like the international ones I've taken before to other continents, they usually have premium economy, which is like kind of businessy, but it, they don't call it that because it doesn't have yeah. the business ones. Have you, should, you, you get like the aisle seats or whatever next yeah. to, to the uh, to the emergency but my, exits, but you get lots of space. But my yeah, my point was um, yeah, sometimes they'll do that just because it's like none of them are being sold. If they can get less people in economy, they can maybe sell some more business class. It's the same thing right. you see in hotels sometimes. They might give you a comp upgrade because they really want to sell the other cheap rooms. Anyway, continue. I need to have a Is talk that? with you about hotel upgrades, by the way, but that's an off podcast. Fair. Okay, yeah. so the, one of the one of the biggest perks of going business class this time around, and we're not 100% sure whether we had access to this before with Mel's fancy credit card, but um, we got to go to the Maple Leaf Lounge at the airports, and I got to tell you... Um, we basically never want to go back to economy because <laughs> it is magnificent. Um, In what so way? It's, well, it's okay. It was it's a little busier than expected, but basically, it's like you take an elevator in the airport, like up to like another floor, and there's just this area where there's like a whole bunch of like really nice seating. You get to pick out a nice little spot for yourself. Um, if you're hungry, they have like just an open buffet of. Not a lot of food, but good hot food that you don't have to pay it, for. It's it's all yeah, free. All of it comp. It's all wow. in, it's all included. Um, also, there's alcohol that is just again open bar in this place, and you get to like pick. You can either pick a nice quiet place you want to rest. Well, I'm second there, Peter. I'm on a roll. Um, there's like there's multiple different kinds of seating, and this place is actually kind of huge. Like to find the to, we had to try and like actually look to find like two seats together that for Mel and I to sit in. And one of the main reasons that this was such a good thing for us to do is even though it was economy, we or not economy, um, the business class, we had some very long layovers. We were in total time traveling. We were about 24 hour traveling. So it was kind of rough. Um, but the Maple Leaf lounge made it a whole lot better. We got to try like, I think there was some like Thai chicken we tried, and they they like switched that out after it emptied, and they there was some kung pao chicken in there. Uh, they had a full salad bar. There was like in Montreal we got Montreal smoked meat sandwiches. Nice. Um, there was like three different wines to choose from, and like beer on tap, and just like coolers full of like orange juice and apple juice and everything you could want. It was sorry again, like I, I I'm gushing, but it was so good. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Peter, you did have something you want to say. I did want, well, I have something I just wanted to add on because you were mentioning it's free. You can pay to get access to the lounge if you don't have a business class seat, but it's included right. with your ticket if you're business class. However, yeah. um, I think I told the story. Uh, the time WestJet lost my pants, I was in the Vancouver airport <laughs> uh, before I got my flight home where my pants got lost. And um, yeah. Well, it was Christmas time, and they were slammed, and they lost a lot of luggage, unfortunately. Um, but 
I went upstairs to see, like, oh, is there room in the Maple Lounge? Maybe I'll just chill there because it's probably going to be, like, two hours before my flight. Uh, it was full. <laughs> the lounge was full? Yeah. Ooh. And I was going to pay to get in. It was, I think it was, like, 20 bucks to get in for, like, an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just chill there for an hour. Get some food. Because the food, of course, as you said, is there. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds Man. very worth it. Though. <laughs> Especially speaking, open bar. Of... I could drink them out of the uh yeah, Chris, out of the deep and just sloshed. Like like they got good sized pint glasses too. Did you say three beers deep sloshed? Sorry, that, that's uh, sorry, that's a warm up for you. I'm sorry. Let's yeah, go with six uh, six beers deep, you'd be sloshed. I I'd be I'd be good at six beers. I wouldn't be gone. Yeah. I wouldn't be refused flight at six beers. But that's probably as much as I could have until I'm at refusal of flight risk. Yeah. For me, like, even if I get, like, I don't think I could even handle six beers and food. Like, I wouldn't. Oh, no, I'd that just, would be I'd, my I'd be, I'd be swimming. Like, that's, that'd be your meal entirely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I do want to call out one thing, though, um, just in case anyone happens to be traveling this holiday season and needs uh, to hear this from someone who is not an employee um if 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 the flight attendant tells you that you need to go pick up your bag and then like you even confirm with the person once you get off the plane you talk to them at the gate and say do we actually need to go get our bag and they say yes no you do not need to go get your bag talk to somebody who actually works at that airport not a flight attendant because the flight attendant might work at another airport and they don't know anything talk to somebody at that bloody airport because uh, we were told we needed to go and collect our baggage when we got to Toronto. And so we went out through security. We went to the baggage claim. We watched that stupid thing go around in circle for a good, like, 30 minutes. And then guess whose bag didn't show up? Mm-hmm. Ours. Actually, no, we, it was two bags, actually. So we went to talk to them at the desk out there, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, your bags are where they're supposed to be. You're, they're going to go on the next plane when you leave in the morning. And... We were then stuck on the wrong side of security for five hours because Oof. some asshole told us to go get our bags. <sighs> Horrible. So, again, three bags long full. story short, if you, if your flight attendant tells you to go get your bag, there's a very, very good chance you do not need to go get your bag if you have a connecting flight. Good to know. So that is very important information. Take it to heart. Um and in, enjoy that knowing that uh, I, both Mel and I had to basically sleep on, like, we had to find, okay, it, it takes actually a lot to find um, benches that don't have armrests on them so you can lie down. Because fuck the homeless. That's where exactly. those benches were first made, and then they just got put in airports. Uh, okay. Peter, which one now? Oh, double, double Gloucester. Gloucester. Is it Gloucester or Gloucester? Gloucester. Ah, The tailor of Gloucester. Okay. Okay. So, I I had a thing. Uh, Well, Peter is unwrapping that. Sure. Last weekend, we decided we wanted to go see a movie. Peter, how is the cheese? Okay. He's still enjoying and mulling it over. So, we wanted to go see a movie. And... I don't care how dumb it looks. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. I wanted to watch 
David Harbour's uh, Violent Night. Yeah, the... I keep I kept getting ads for that on Facebook. It, I, it's I'm basically intrigued. it it's basically okay. For better or worse, you decide how you want to treat this. It's basically they wanted to do uh, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus meets Die Hard. But then there's a little bit of Home Alone thrown in just because fuck it, why not? And that's... What about, what about Santa's sleigh? There any, any of that in there? Um, I mean, Santa does slay. He, he starts tearing shit up, but that's what I compare to Die Hard. Um, but before I get into the the whole story, what reference? Santa Slay. I know that's a horror movie. I know that's a movie. I've never seen it, so I said I couldn't speak to that. It kills people with ice coals and crap. Two references. There's first of all, there is an Ernest saves Christmas. Mm -hmm. Santa is outraged when the guy he wants to be the next Santa is starting a movie called Santa Slay, where he kills people. Oh, and then in two thousand five, they made it a real movie, okay. uh, which is directed by Brett Ratner's former assistant, which tells you the quality of the comedy, starring Neat. Bill Goldberg <laughs> and a guy who murders people. Oh yeah, I forgot it was Goldberg and like Goldberg as Santa. Okay, I want to watch that now. That just it's sounds nothing not but good. Good. Um, We're watching it for the quality. We're watching it for the yikes factor. For the spectacle. Um, Chris, if you can hold off on that until I get to Kelowna, um, I might be able to convince Mel to watch it with us. Um, if not, that then would we be can watch so it much fun. And yeah. we, we could even like record a riff tracks or something, just you know, uh, just for giggles. We don't need to do that. We can just watch it together. That's true. Riff tracks are professional comedians. I am not one. Um, okay. But here's, be funny. here's here's what happened. We were going to go see this movie on a Saturday. So I went to the the closest local theater. Peter, do we still have you on audio? Yes, I'm just doing something. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to check. Uh, so we went to the closest theater. And I pulled up the website because I'm going to buy tickets to a Violent Night which happens at six. But then as I am on the website, guess what I see playing at four national lampoon Christmas vacation in theater. Exactly the right time to go see that first and then see the other movie. So of course I said, hell yeah, I bought both tickets and we did a double feature last Saturday and I got to see, for the first time in my life, Christmas Vacation in theater. I don't know what it is about theater experience, but this was like, I, I get it. I don't think this is a commentary on the movie itself. This is just an early show at 4 o'clock and an old movie just relaunched in theater. During the entirety of Christmas Vacation, Jamie and I were the only people in the theater. So... <laughs> No fucks given. We're laughing as loud as we want. No no inhibition. We're talking during the movie. We're we're laughing. We're commenting. I don't think I've ever enjoyed that movie more 
than seeing it in theater by ourselves with no one to interrupt. I literally That's always laughed. a magnificent thing. I, I laughed harder at that movie than I have seen so many times. It's a classic. And I've mm. never laughed harder than in that theater. But then... Then we uh, we had a half hour to kill, so we went to a, a restaurant to get some gyoza and edamame, and we told them we had a half hour and we wanted it right away, and, and we got it right away, which was nice. So unlike our previous experience, Peter, at the other place, uh, they actually yeah. brought food right away and not like 40 fucking minutes later where it's literally useless and the food had to be refused. I'm not naming names, but that's a thing that uh, we went through another yeah. time. I had but, to eat uh, nachos instead. Yeah. Um, it was only slightly worse for me than what I actually ordered, but, you know. What What were we seeing at that time? That was Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Doctor Strange. Yeah, but a double feature of Christmas Vacation and then Violet Night. That was a fucking fun night. I uh, I quite good. liked it. <laughs> I do recommend Violent Night, but leave your brain at the door. It's fun as a stupid movie. Oh, yeah. But then again, I don't want to... This is weird, because this shouldn't matter, but I actually don't want to give spoilers. But there is... Like, this is why I, I compare it not only to Die Hard, uh, but tim allen's the santa claus there is a a santa roll handoff type thing like there's some lore here that i actually want to unpack for such a stupid movie i'm kind of thinking like no i want to know more like how does this work and what's going to happen next like i actually want more of this lore to be expanded upon so, so like, it's gonna be like a Violet Nights two or something. I I can <laughs> nearly guarantee you that that's never gonna happen. I do no. not think this movie was compelling enough for anybody that actually makes these decisions. For me, though, they start to hint at some Santa lore and how the role is passed on and all that and. I kind of want to know more. I actually sort of wish Kieran was on this episode because Kieran is the arbiter of Santa Canon, and I need That's to right. know how he feels. He is the keeper, the keeper of the lore. Yes, I need to know how he feels about this Santa lore uh, specifically. Fair enough. Hey, Chris, I, think I actually got a bow out here. I've got family stuff I got to get to here. Okay. Right. Thank you for joining, right. Matt. It's been awesome. Peter and I can finish up. We'll find something because we're about awesome. 15 minutes out. So we'll find a way to close it out. But thank you. Awesome. And right. Hopefully I hope... can, if, if you are back in person next week, I might be able to join that time too. Okay. Right. Uh, you so I do have, I do have one other story I want to talk about. But don't pull the phone closer while you do that. You're blowing the mic out. But yes, Sorry. we will hopefully no, see it's... you next week. Um, My mic's right here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks for coming, and we will see you soon. All right, guys, enjoy the airport lounge. I will try. All right, uh, now that we got rid of that guy, what did you actually want to discuss, Peter? Well, Chris, the question is, who do you want to learn more about?
Just getting the list open. See here. Okay, so also in this advent calendar, at some point while you're just doing that, uh, they've also got um, Applewood Vintage Smoked Cheddar. They've got Mexicana Cheddar, which has uh, peppers and chili seasoning inside. They've got the and what else do they got? They got the aged red. They got the aged double. And they got a cheddar with apple, onion, and sage. Actually, that sounds kind of gross because I don't like. Yeah, I don't think sage. I don't like would cheese. Well I don't like that. cheese and onion. Period. And like yeah. adding that in with apples and onions. I don't even. I don't even like onion, but the sage is what jumped out at me as terrible. Yeah, I mean, we've established my feeling, general feelings on onion. I'm mostly against. I do like it in certain dishes. I like onion rings. I'm not entirely against it, but that just. I've sounds... determined that what I like is cooked onion preferably sliced as small and finely as possible mm. um same as tomatoes actually i like cooked tomatoes i don't like raw tomatoes but mm. as to your topics peter actually had a different idea i think mm-hmm. save both of those all right what do you want to know about well you you've briefly discussed it on the text but you haven't brought it up uh-huh. can we talk about what's going on with sting right now Oh yeah. <laughs> so like Chris, you've seen this man in per- live. Okay. So yeah, I need to go yeah, back. Yeah, just here. recently. Let's go back. He so, dived off a, a thing onto plexiglass and yeah. a couple men to land his fall, but like this That's isn't... not even the worst bump he took. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he's done a few. Okay, so let's go back and let's talk about later career sting. Let's just use that as a base as an opening thing. So, um, okay, how old was he when this happened here? Hang on. Uh, let me just see. So Sting's real name, I think I've mentioned before, is Steve Borden. He does own the rights to Sting as a performer, or at least he typically, historically he did to the point that Gordon Sumner, a.k.a. Sting from the police, had to get the rights from him. Um, let me see. When did he have to... Okay, so when did he first show up in... WWE, that was 2014. Okay. So I'm just getting the timeline right here. So Sting showed up for the first time in WWE in 2014. Right. Uh, And I'm just going to do some quick math here. Uh, 2014 minus 1959. He was 55 when he showed up. (laughs) Oh, man. That that's Uh, like that. That is just in regular human terms. Uh, you're starting to get up there in years. Like, you're by no means one foot in the grave. Like, you can go to, like, 80, 90 uh, if you push it. I don't intend to, but whatever. Yeah. But in in wrestler and really just generally athletic terms, but especially wrestling, 40, you're a senior citizen. 50, yep. what are you even doing? Yep, yep. 55 and then, uh... is just, like... A 55-year-old wrestler is like a 95-year-old man uh, just in general day-to-day life where you're just like, what are you doing, buddy? Like, how are you even managing? What are you doing there, buddy? So, uh, he, he after WCW had folded, he'd ended up kind of, um, I think he was roaming for a period, because when did he actually show up in, oh no, it was, he showed up in total uh, nonstop action wrestling in 2003. About a, about a uh, two years after WCW folded because WCW Cle- folded. Clever way, by the way, to make TNA work 
as it, an initial. That, that basically establishes the maturity level of the company. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just. I'm not going to get too much into it, but they did have a clip where a. Uh, they build him as this, so I'm going to use the term they used at the time. I'm not saying it's necessarily appropriate. A midget uh, masturbated into a garbage can. They didn't show the actual. They didn't show the actual bits, but I mean that's uh, what he was supposed to be doing. So I, I think if they on. showed the penis, that would have been the least offensive part of that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and oh, and his character name was Puppet. Hmm. Of course, it was. Fuck. Anyway, moving on to something slightly more wholesome. So, uh, in <laughs> 2014, uh, w- WWE was in the midst of a never-ending storyline that I kind of hated because it overstayed its welcome, where Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, who are, of course, real-life authority figures in WWE, were playing on-air authority figures called The Authority, and basically wouldn't go the fuck away. Did they? I I know you covered this. I just have to like briefly diverge. Did they? Did they get together and married? Off kayfabe before the kayfabe marriage, nope. or like, okay, so the kayfabe marriage is the one that actually led to the real thing. Yep. Neat. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what happened here is um. This led to John Cena, of course, getting sick of this. So John Cena and his, I'm going to call them Deadly Alliance, because I just feel like it, uh, took on the authority, the force of the authority. And it came down at one point to John Cena gets betrayed by the Big Show. Because the Big Show, of course, betrays people all the time. Did he Did he point him out so they could finally see him? No, he just punched him in the face because he knew where he was. Because he was on his team. See, because John Cena's invisibility doesn't work if you're on his team. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he punched him out. Um, And then, like, you know, just left. Obviously, so. as soon as he loses consciousness, his invisibility ends. Because you yeah. can't stay invisible while you're unconscious. That's just ludicrous. And so things are looking great for the Authority. But then the last remaining member of John Cena's team is staging an incredible comeback. Triple H is freaking the fuck out, so he decides to just flagrantly cheat. And this, dear sir, this is Survivor Series 2014, I believe. Uh, hang on, let me double check. Feud with the Authority. Yep, Survivor Series 2014. All of a sudden, crows <laughs> and ravens, Ooh. maybe, I don't know. Because for some reason, they always like to use that motif with him. Uh, I, I guess crows isn't because that kind of his... inspired by the crow. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, isn't that like basically his thing? Pretty much since 97, yeah. Uh, anyway, also Scorpions. Um, well, yeah. that was more his, like, surfer dude persona, though. Yeah, yeah, and he, he kept that. He always has like a, he usually has, like, a scorpion somewhere on his shirt. Anyway, yeah. uh, so all of a sudden, the, the music hits. Sting comes out, pulls a baseball bat out of his long duster jacket, puts it under Triple H's chin like it's a fucking shotgun. <laughs> it's really funny. The visual is hilarious to me because <laughs> it, it's like he's got the tip of the baseball bat under Triple H's chin and he's back with his hands up. And it's like up like this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, did you think of maybe taking like a step back? Because that would that would do it. <laughs> like, I know that's like, it's literally totally... all you need. A step it's back so... and a maybe uh, like uh, I'm doing a visual thing on the webcam, but like a single hand like. No, like, yeah. put it off to the side. 
I know, but the whole thing is just, it's like it looks simultaneously kind of cool and just fucking stupid. You know well, what I mean? It looks good because they're they're doing a good job of the acting. If they're all acting the same way, you can literally visualize this as a gun, yeah. even though you clearly know it's a baseball bat. Because if you're trying to solve and figure out and point out the problems, go somewhere else. This show is not for you. Yeah, no it, it, like, you need to just embrace the narrative. If you can't do that, stop wasting your time with professional wrestling entertainment. It is not for you. For those of us that can embrace the narrative, I, I kind of love that. You take a completely uh, non-violent in that manner. You can fuck someone up with a baseball bat, but not really by like pressing it under their chin. That would yeah. never work. Yeah, but, but what he didn't know is Sting keeps his bat loaded at all times. Anyway, um, so, no, St- uh, Sting's interference causes uh, Team Cena to win. Uh, and this, of course, outrages Triple H. And then <laughs> over the next few months, Sting continually annoys the shit out of Triple H. This leads to a match at WrestleMania, which Sting then loses. Of course, because Triple H was, like, the, the golden child at that point. Oh, well, I mean, he usually is, period. It's just... It's yeah, a, but at but, that point specifically, he had to win that one. No, he didn't. He fu- No, he fucking didn't. He really well, didn't for fucking... The, well, the narrative they were going no, for... No! No, he really didn't. It's Sting, it's Sting trying to crush the authority once and for all. And said Triple H wins. And Triple H continues to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, fair enough. They dragged it out even further which leads to me to our next point. So then Sting loses and disappears uh, until... Okay, so WrestleMania is typically in early April. Uh, so Sting didn't appear again until... Oh, what time of year was this? This would have been... Like, the week after SummerSlam. So this would have been the final week of August. Sting returns because uh, the champion at the time, Seth Rollins... Uh, Triple H is like, all right, Seth, you've been such a good henchman champion. We're going to give you a golden statue of yourself. Uncovers it. It's Sting. <laughs> and then Sting just kicks, kicks the shit out of everybody. Oh, I thought you meant that it was a statue of Sting. No, it's no, no. It's actually just, literally Sting. Okay. It's legit Sting, who, because Triple H <laughs> and Stephanie McMahon don't know when to shut the fuck up, uh, he'd sweated most of his face, face paint off. <laughs> Seriously, I, I... I generally have few actual legitimate complaints about Triple H except for, you know, booking and now but like, he needs he can really stretch a, a 10 minute conversation to 20 and I, that's not a compliment I won't I won't tell you uh, because this is still on public record, who I'm talking about but there is someone in my life where I will constantly state that there is no bigger fan of the sound of their own voice than this person. Mm. And I get the sense that that's what your uh, problem with Triple H is. Mm-hmm. There's no bigger fan of the sound of their own voice yeah. than this guy. That's a common problem with wrestlers. I mean, when wrestlers are allowed to write their own material, uh, they usually like to talk a lot and almost never wrestle. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, yes. What was I saying? So, this leads to Sting versus Seth Rollins. 
which leads to Sting's career-ending injury, unfortunately, uh, because he took a bad, I believe this was a bad powerbomb, and his back hit... Remind uh, me what a powerbomb is? That's the one where you take the guy up and their legs are around your head uh, with on top of your shoulders and you slam them down. Back so first. it's basically the playing card jack move with like the heads in opposite directions, but then also you drop onto that. Yeah, you slam him to the ground like you, you drop yeah. up a, you drop him like a bump. Um, and as a result, uh, yeah, because it, the 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 particular version of the move was, I think it was botched. It might have just been a bad hit. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, at the time, a lot of people blamed Seth and th- thought he was dangerous. Uh, I think there's since then been more of a reevaluation. Yeah, because if, if you're in that game, you know what you're getting into. Oh. There's safe ways to do all these things, obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, if it was literally as depicted and as violent as depicted, uh, nobody would live through a match. Yeah. But there's safe ways to do it, but you also have to understand, if you're participating in this... You know it might go bad, and it does sometimes, and injuries happen, and I don't think, other than some extreme cases, that it's any one person's fault. It's like, okay, this thing happened again, but it's just a thing that happens. In yeah. my opinion. Oh, sorry, I there said were... spine. Uh, it, it hurt his neck. I mean, technically Close spine, but yes, yeah. that's... Yeah. So as very a result, different. <laughs> yeah, as a result, Sting had to retire, and um, yeah. He and what year was this? Twenty sixteen. Okay. And yeah, you know what you know what happened. <laughs> I mean, he clearly didn't retire. Spoilers. Yeah. So he spent the next several years kind of taking care of himself, doing cameos and stuff like that. Um, he did legend stuff. He, I think he did eventually undergo surgery or we had some kind of healing and he ended up debuting on the december 2nd 2020 episode of aew dynamite uh, i believe it was the first winter is coming episode huh uh, winter's coming it's kind of like one of their tv sp- like it's just a re- it is just dynamite's regular air slot but they kind of treat it as like a mini pay-per-view but on tv like usually Did there's they, a world title match and stuff. Is there a precedent of them calling it that before Game of Thrones, or is this just entirely well, I mean, capitalizing it, I mean, on that? I mean, oh, it's 100% capitalizing on it, because, I mean, don't forget, okay. uh, Game of Thrones started in 2012. Dynamite yeah. didn't start until 2019. Oh, okay. And, of course, you know, obviously, Song of Ice and Fire started way before that, uh, 94. Yeah. yeah. 90, 94, 95, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so the point stands. That was 100% a ripoff. Not the first one they've done. I just want to remind you, they called it one of their events Fighter Fest after Fire Fest. <laughs> Same Ouch. spelling, just fighter. It was not great, uh, but they keep that stupid joke going. Anyway. <laughs> so he returned, and he ended up uh, becoming the uh, mentor to Darby Allen. Uh, and th- the reason, as near as I could tell, is they both have face paint, therefore... I guess they're buddies Obviously now. they're allies. <laughs> it's really great when he first debuts, because he just kind of comes out and menaces people, uh, again, with a baseball bat. Not <laughs> as quite as silly as what he did to Triple H, but then he just kind of looks at Darby Allen, and so Sting's got his face paint on, and Darby Allen has, like, half-skull face paint. So it's like, you have face paint, I have face paint. We You're are my brothers. son now. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> the age difference, because Darby Allen's like 29. Okay. And okay. Sting was, this is 2020, so Sting was 61. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as a result, him and uh, Darby Allen became a tag team who occasionally actually do matches. And so <laughs> the, I just want to point out, the first time they did it, it was a pre-taped, like, cinematic-style match where, like, they filmed in, like, yeah. a factory. Uh, and then that so escalated. So plenty of cuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then in um, his first pay-per-view match of 2022, which was uh, – oh, which one is – what's the first one? Oh, that's Revolution. He had uh, – I can't remember who he fought. I got to look this up real quick. It's going to bother me. Uh, Revolution 2022. Are the, are the pay-per-view live on a delay, or are they just fully – pre-filmed and then no they're, they're, like... they're live on a delay and even then it's like a five second delay of that oh wow it's I a very they short would have delay. at least like 30 seconds no it's quite slow okay. um where is okay right darby allen teamed up with sammy guevara and sting so three of sting teamed up with two of the most reckless wrestlers in the dub in in aew to take on andrade el idolo uh, Matt Hardy, also one of the most reckless wrestlers, in a three-on-three tornado match, which resulted in, I can't remember who he did this to, Sting put a guy on top of two tables, which were on top of two more tables, which was on top of the, the arena floor, because they set it up over by the um, entrance archway where like people would come out to to go to their seats. So this was so- before the thing I saw. Yes. He's already later. he's already archway experienced by then. Yeah, no, he he took a, he took a level in archway diving. Okay, archway diver. Yeah, like that's that's one of his special abilities. Did Sting wrestle at double or nothing? I don't remember him wrestling. No, he was just he wasn't even there. But yeah, then he showed up a freaking forbidden door. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you watched it. He he dove off the entrance tunnel onto the dudes who were on top of plexiglass. And, I don't uh, care how much it was, like, breaking kayfabe. Obviously, it was scripted and planned, and those guys are literally his safety net, and they all need to catch him in a way that looks violent and lower him down. I don't care how carefully you do that. That looked like it, like, if I tried that, I'd be fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... I did love. I did love how they revived his tag team name. And called them all the dudes with attitudes for that one. Yeah. But, but um, the current oh, go thing going on with him. Yeah, well, I'm getting to that. I need to emphasize what's going on so you understand yes. why this is happening. Exactly. And I do want to mention in his most recent match, he had to dive. Uh, he was at, uh, like, you know how, like, eventually the seating just stops and then there's, like, a wall going down yeah. to a pathway where the next level is. He jumped right. off one of those onto <laughs> a dude below him. So that's like uh, seven, eight foot? Yeah, no, it's pretty significant. Uh, and he nailed it. Uh, but apparently... I mean, the man's a professional. <laughs> yeah, he then had to get written out because he had to undergo... I don't understand. I guess this is technically surgery. So, what a shock. 63-year-old man uh, doing all these crazy dives. Uh, He had to get his knees cleaned out. This is a thing I can actually speak to. Mm. I I did once... I had a long-distance relationship with uh, 
a girl in Kansas. Um, I did go visit her once, um, but that's beside the point. Uh, this girl, she actually had a problem where the cartilage in her knees was just dissolving, basically, through no fault of her own. It was horrible. It eventually, to the best of my knowledge, put her into a most-of-the-time-but-not-all-the-time wheelchair situation. But anyway, what they compared it to is what happens to an athlete, except the weird thing is it was happening to a not-athlete. But the more you fuck up your knees, it's specifically the, the soft tissue, the cartilage behind the bone, just starts to, like, bust up and chunk up. And now you got all this shit floating around in there that is, like, basically think of, uh, I think... Where most people would encounter cartilage is in poultry, like your your turkey or your chicken. You know the cartilagey pieces uh, that that show up in there. Picture that behind your knees, but as that starts to get beat up, it's just chunks of it are floating around, and it's it's gross and disgusting. But that's that's actually when they have to quote unquote clean out your knees. They got to get a suction in there and suck up all the, like, the loose pieces of cartilage so they're not floating around in there because cartilage in your knees is important, but cartilage not attached to your knees still gets in your knees and now it's an obstacle and now it's, like, a painful thing that every movement of your knees is crushing against this little thing. It's almost like having a pebble in there, more or less, and it sucks and that's why they have to clean out your knees. You've busted up your cartilage because you've abused it. And now it's floating around in there and causing you excruciating pain. And they got to just suck that up. And yeah, you got less cartilage now. But sucking that out is better than leaving it in. Because it's doing you no good. It's doing you pain. And you got to get rid of it. And eventually you'll have no cartilage left if you're not careful. And that ain't good. No, it ain't. Uh, but yeah, no, Sting is uh, apparently still going. He's going to be back soon, and uh, we'll see what he ends up doing. He may be at the next pay-per-view. Neat. Yeah, how it goes. Are Jamie and I getting invited again? Uh, Yeah, if I end up posting again, absolutely. I can't, After there were some problems with AEW recently, so I didn't host uh, the last couple pay-per-views, but uh, I think they're getting That's back fine. on track. I just want to let you know, not to invite ourselves, but Jamie and I both had a great time. And if you want to have us over for a pay-per-view again, we would be happy to attend. We had a lot of fun. Oh, especially if Forbidden Door 2 happens, because, yeah. Oh, that was a ton of fun. Forbidden Door yeah. was great. <laughs> and I think it, it actually went over well and was really popular, by my understanding. So that would give them a good reason. Was... Well, everybody was worried it was going to be bad because um, a bunch of people that were supposed to participate weren't available. And while it definitely could have been built to better and, um, you know, it would have been nice if other people, could, certain people could participate. In general, it turned out really well. Like, the main event was really good. Uh, obviously, we really liked the Orange Cassidy match. We really liked mm -hmm. the um, Claudio-Zack Sabre Jr. match. The uh, it, uh, IWGP World title match, unfortunately, had a uncomfortable ending because Adam Cole was knocked the fuck out. But it yeah. happens. 
I mean, it was a good match. Otherwise, it's just it, it, it's hard, right? Because you don't want to be like, oh. But given time. that there were enough significant people that couldn't be there, mm-hmm. and it was still a success, yeah, it's begging for a redo that has all those people there. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, Daniel Bryan will be, or Brian Danielson will be pissed if he can't participate in the next one because he yeah. already missed one, and he's probably one of the best wrestlers they have. We'll see what happens. So, speaking of the next one, mm. this was fun. I'm glad that I'm finally able to, like like I said, literally over a month since Extra Life, finally able to participate in my own podcast. Uh, but as Peter samples one more cheese, you did say the I, next wanna, one. I wanted to remind everybody, next week's episode is going to be our Christmas episode, which means the next episode after that is our New Year's episode, which is, ooh, Mexicana cheddar. Hopefully it has some spices in it. Uh, But yeah, Christmas episode, I don't know. We'll, We'll talk, we'll find, I think we should do something fun and special for the Christmas episode. Uh, But the New Year's episode is always our our wrap up of the year and you know we usually do uh you know favorite film favorite tv series favorite album song whatever else you you think you might want to promote but we're doing an end of the year roundup but yeah stay tuned for next week uh christmas episode hopefully jesse is back he has suggested that he he will be um as well as the New Year's one, but uh, yeah, only a couple more, and and that's it for 2022. That's insane, literally insane. Peter, what are your thoughts on the Mexican cheese? That's pretty spicy, and I'm also thinking one other thing. Yeah, I bet if Emily were here, she would say outro. Three, two, one. Stick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome, front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. What's the what's the aerial?